good morning story side. Thank God for his presence today. I'm so glad that you are here on site in the room. I'm glad all of those that are joining us online, there's a lot of names, but a few uh, that I see here. David Hershner uh, joining us. We love the Hershners. Michelle Glasgow, uh, medical professional here. I know we have numerous medical professionals here at the church, but Michelle is one of them. We love you. Thanks for all that you are doing. Uh, we have Maritha, uh, who joins us weekly from Iowa. I love you, Maritha. Uh, the Sutherlands are online. Matthew Hill, Kim Reed, uh, the Scroggins. I was actually just looking at a picture this week um, when I had visited uh, Avery in the hospital, but we love your entire family. We have the Barr family. I got my Red Wing boots on bars. Owners of the Red Wing Company, shout out to you. And everyone else that's joining us online, thank God for technology. Would you let all of our online family know how great it is to have them today? I love seeing all of those pictures of our harvest party and celebrating the fall. And that was such a wonderful time. Uh, not only the other night here in Belleville, but my wife was serving last night at our Ontario uh, harvest party and the drive through trunk or treat. And that was such a great time uh, that we had. Thank God for all the smiles. Even in the midst of distance and safety, you can still smile and enjoy friends and family. And so I was thankful for that. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, the fall festival and the harvest party, uh, how many of you, how many of you, you got a sweet tooth, you, you like uh, the candy bars, you like candy, you're not ashamed of it. Uh, I know some people try to sneak it, but you're like, you know what, I, I actually like uh, just especially those little communion size. Uh, <laughs> it's not funny. Speaking of, speaking of candy, I heard the joke about the 10-year-old boy who's sitting on a park bench and he's eating a bunch of his trunk or treat candy bars. And there's a man sitting beside him on, on the bench and the man looks over and says to the little 10-year-old boy, he says, eating that many chocolate bars is bad for you. A little 10-year-old boy looks over and responds. He said, well, my great-grandfather lived to be 98 years old. The man replied, and he ate that much chocolate? The little boy said, no, but he did mind his own business. <laughs> I want to talk to you today on the subject of honor. I want to talk to you about the dangers of dishonor. We talked about honor. The Bible talks a lot about it. Honor. Uh, and I want to talk to you about the dangers of dishonor. Let's pray and ask God to open up our hearts today. Sometimes in a message like this, we could think, wow, I really hope they are listening. Uh, my hope today is that even individually, that we would say, God, help me to listen. Help me to listen to the Holy Spirit. Help me to listen to your Holy Scriptures. Open up my heart today. We're going to land here in a few moments on being full of the Holy Spirit. And as we close out 2020 and enter 2021, I hope that's the prayer of all of us, that we would say, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and I believe that, that this is a great season and a time for us to have that prayer, to be full of His Spirit. But let's pray together today. God, I thank you so much uh, for today. This is the day. Uh, that the Lord has made. As Regina said earlier in our ministry moment, you daily load us with benefits. We're thankful for today. 
I'm asking in the room and online that you would speak to us as we talk about honor, as we talk about the danger of dishonor. I pray that it wouldn't just be for someone else. I pray that it would be for us individually today, and we would leave this place, we would log off with the desire to live an honorable life. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. When I talk about the word honor, if I was to say, what comes to mind? What comes to mind when I say the word honor? <clears throat> Maybe for some of you, the first thing you would think of is a wedding or a marriage. Maybe you've heard to love, to honor, to cherish. Maybe you've heard the word in that setting. That would be something that you would think of. You would think of a marriage or, or commitment. Speaking of marriage, I heard the joke about the husband who wanted to prove his love for his wife. And so he swam the deepest river and he crossed the hottest desert and he climbed the highest mountain. And she divorced him because he was never home. <laughs> That's not funny. But may it, oh my. Maybe when I say the word honor, you would think of a wedding or marriage. Maybe, maybe you would think of our veterans. You know, it's, it's a Veterans Day, but hopefully Veterans Day, you know, we're coming up on it, but hopefully it's 365 days a year where we honor people uh, who serve and give their life. And, you know, my nanny who passed this week, she had served, um, you know, my grandpa who's in his 90s, he, he had served. I know many in the room and online, you have served, and we honor you today. And we say thank you. Maybe when I, when I say the word honor, you would think of veterans. We have a lot of different parking spots that are designated outside, whether it's uh, people that are dealing with medical issues or or they need a handicap spot, or people that are pregnant or recovering from surgery. There's different parking spots. One of, one of the parking spots that we would have in our parking lots is also for veterans, uh, because it's just something, a small way again of us saying we want to honor you. And maybe, maybe that would be something that would come to mind when I say the word honor. Maybe you would think of authority. Maybe you would say, Micah, we need to honor authority. Maybe others would say, the, when I say the word honor, the first thing you think of is honoring God. The Bible would talk about honoring God. Maybe, maybe, you, would, maybe you would think of parents. You know, the Bible says, honor your parents. Honor your parents. And in 2020, that's not always something that's taught or told to honor parents. We're actually sort of taught Maybe opposite. Give people a piece of your mind. You don't have to listen to anyone. You tell your own truth. You create your own narrative. Well, the Bible would tell us you need to honor your parents. Maybe that's something that comes to mind. Giving. You know, the Bible would say honor God with your first fruits, not your last, not, not what's left over. You don't tip him. You honor God with first. You believe that he's blessed you with the whole. You want to honor him with the first. Maybe Maybe that is what comes to mind. There, there, are basic, there are basic ways I believe we could honor. I think some of, and I, I could give a lot of examples, but just little things, even like returning your shopping cart. 
You say, but it's like five cars away, or it's raining, Micah, or there's, you know, some kid there working that they can walk clear out, you know, and get yours like shoved up over a curb that could, in a gust of wind, hit someone's door and leave a big scratch or dent, but you don't care. You've got your groceries and you're going home. I think some of those little things are honorable things that we all can do. When, when you talk about honor, then we also have to bring up dishonor. Dishonor. And dishonor could show up in a lot of ways, and in our next 20 or 30 minutes, we just want to talk about how, how does dishonor even happen in our homes and in our lives. I think it can show up on social media. It can show up in our stance or society. It shows up in culture and conversations. When you talk about honor and dishonor, the Hebrew word that, that we want to look at when we're talking about honor is kavod, the Greek word, to mayo. And there's, there's, again, a lot of definitions, but I want you just to see a couple of them. That if you honor someone or something, if you would say, Mike, I want to live a life of honor. If you're going to honor someone or something, that means that you see the value. The value. You, the second word would be you see the worth. The worth in that person or that place or that property. You see the worth. Another word that's used in, in defining this word honor is weight. Weight. If you're going to honor something, you see the weight or the importance. If you dishonor, several definitions, but I want to focus on one. If you dishonor, means you take lightly. If you dishonor, you take lightly. There, there is a reality that all of us, you could, I could, we, we could all be susceptible to losing sight of the value of someone or something or taking things lightly. Think about, think about your life. Maybe you take your purpose lightly. Maybe God has an amazing purpose for your life, but you're taking it too lightly. Maybe... Maybe it's your home. Maybe that person that you used to date and you don't want to buy them flowers or I love you, I love you more, I love you the most. Somewhere along the line, now it's just paying bills. Maybe you're taking that lightly. Maybe that child that you held and we're going over all of the names and you know, what am I going to name my child? Or you're picking out the colors for a room and you're like, wow, what a blessing. This is heritage right here. And now, now all of a sudden, whether it's on your end or their end, it's become so strained. And now it could be considered a taking lightly kind of relationship. Maybe for others, you have, you have began to take church lightly. The gathering together like Hebrews would talk about. There was a day you would have never dreamed, you would have never dreamed that church would be optional to you. You would, never, you would have never imagined that the body of Christ would be optional to you. That Bible reading, that prayer, but you know, it's, it's something, you know, the church in Galatia, he said, how did you start in the spirit, but now you've ended up in the flesh. In Revelation, he says, how, how did you have a first love, but now it's gone. To another church, he said, you ended up lukewarm. That, that there's an element of hot, maybe you were so excited about God, on fire for God, 
wanted to win your world, wanted to be a positive influence, but over time, you have began to take it lightly. I want to read to you out of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The message translation says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. That's where we're going to land here in a few moments. How do you live an honorable life? I think God needs to help us. God needs to help us. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to NBC and ABC and CNN and Fox and Facebook and Snaps and Stories and Twitter. Don't, Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. I feel the Holy Spirit today. Let's open up our hearts and ask ourselves some tough questions today. Let's leave better this week in school, on our job, in our community. People around us see a difference and say, wow, wonder what happened on their weekend. We had a realignment, we had a readjustment, we had a refocusing. That I'm not, I'm not just operating on the standards and systems of this world. I am a person that is full of the Holy Spirit of God. We don't act like everyone else. We don't talk like everyone else. We don't react and respond like everyone else. When you read these verses of Scripture, I think it's important for us to realize that the world has a level. The world has a level, a standard, an expectation. The world has a level, but the Word of God has a level. The world has a culture, a culture. That means that it's okay for it to happen by, the, by their standards. It's okay for, for that to take place. But I, I want to remind you today that the kingdom of God has a culture. When, when you read this verse of Scripture, it's talking about God bringing out the best in you. It's talking about the world dragging you down to their level of immaturity. Let me ask you the question today, what brings out the worst in you? What brings out the worst in you? A coach on a team? Social media? I mean, think about, think about the people or places that rile you up. Think about the things that can take you down. What, what brings out the worst in you? And to put maybe a face for some of you onto this subject, who, who brings out the worst in you? Because God is trying to bring out the best in you. 
God is saying, I want to bring out the best Hannah that I have designed for her life. Which, by the way, Hannah, I know you're doing that students too in some on Sundays. I love how you're growing in worship leading. Even today, I'm like, I am so proud of you. But God wants the best for Hannah. He wants the best for Rick Campbell. He wants the best for Judge McKinley. He wants the best for Rodney. While the culture, the world has no problem if you show your worst. So, so if the world can bring out the worst in Michelle, the world is okay with bringing out the worst in Michelle. So this weekend, people could go places, they could say things, they could do things, they could try things, and the world has no problem with people even right now. They can't think straight today. Some can't even get out of bed this morning. The world has no problem with bringing the worst out of you. But God is trying to bring the best out of you. The world doesn't care if you want to spend your time looking at pornography. The world doesn't care if there's addictions and habits. The world doesn't care if you tell someone off. The world doesn't care if you want to resort to anger and aggression. But I want to remind you today that the Holy Spirit of God is trying to bring the best out of your life. Verse 17 of the same chapter says this. So we're talking about your everyday ordinary life. Don't, don't, don't let the world drag you down. Let God bring out the best. Same chapter, verse 17 says, never pay back evil with more evil. Can I remind you today, that's the world's way of thinking. They did what? They said what? That's the world's way of thinking. You don't pay back evil with more evil. You do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Honorable. When you look at this verse of Scripture, you, you do things so people can see. So if you look at your locker room, if you look at your classroom, if you look at your lunchroom at work, if, if, you, if you look at the areas of influence that you're in, what do they see in you? What do they see in you? Do they see someone who's doing and saying, just like everyone else is? Or do they say, wow, she is so different. They may, they, may even view it through, they may even view it through the lens of weakness. They, they may say, wow, she's such a pushover. Everyone else would lose their mind. Everyone else would tell someone off. Everyone else would flip someone. But, but I don't know what to deal. They, so they may not even understand. They may not even understand forgiveness. They may not understand trying to take the high road. They may not understand humility. They may not understand vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. They may view it like, wow, I cannot believe that he does that. But on the inside of your heart, you have such a desire to live an honorable, honorable, honorable life. Everyone say honor. You see, when you look at this verse of Scripture saying pay back evil with more evil, society in 2020 can live for paybacks. It's almost cool to push back against authority. It's almost cool to talk ignorant to people. It's, 
You know, people will almost celebrate, you know, that type of a, a mindset. If we're not careful, we are raising a generation on rebellion. We're raising them on rebellion. Rebel against your parents. Rebel against any type of authority. Rebel against leadership. Rebel. It's, it's almost like something that is being put into the DNA of people. Opinions and offense are now the norm. That's just what everyone does. You eat at a restaurant, you give an opinion. You go to a store, you give an opinion. You stay so, you give an opinion. You go to church, you give an opinion. You go on the story side page, you give it one star, three star, five star. Tell us why you don't like it. We, we are raising people to think that opinions and even offense is the norm. I'm upset, I'm aggravated, I'm mad. And I want just in our time together today, to remind all of us that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are followers of Jesus Christ. This life is not the norm. Not the norm. When we talk about honor, honor elevates. So God wants to bring out the best. Honor is going to elevate. The culture, the mindset of the world is going to drag down. In other words, this honor is going to deteriorate. So honor is going to elevate. Dishonor is going to deteriorate. Dishonor is going to discredit and demean. Dishonor a lot of times will have digs. Digs. There's a slight. There's a slander. It's, it's almost a smart aleck remark. You start thinking, who are they to tell me? Who do they think they are? You, you may even think things like, we all put our pants on the same way, Micah. Like, who are they? You have to be careful. These are the dangers of dishonor. You have to be careful that dishonor is not slipping into your heart and mind. That's your mom and dad. That's a veteran. That's a leader. That's authority. That's someone God has put into your life. That's your child. That's a blessing from God. I don't know who it is today that the Holy Spirit may be speaking to your heart, but don't let the devil slip dishonor into your life and cause you to be drugged down to the level of the world. Dishonor doesn't care. Dishonor does not care about the damage that it causes. So if dishonor ruins a marriage, dishonor doesn't care. If dishonor severs that relationship, dishonor doesn't care. If dishonor splits a church, dishonor doesn't care. It doesn't bother dishonor for dishonor to wreck your life. How does it develop? How does dishonor develop? If we would all say today, Pastor Mike, I don't want to live a life of dishonor. I don't know about returning my shopping cart, but all the other stuff sounds good. <laughs> How does dishonor develop? No particular order really, but, but I, I think dishonor could develop in my life and in your life just with dishonorable desires. Dishonorable desires. So maybe you have a wish or what the Bible would call a lust. I wish that was my husband. I wish that was my wife. I wish. And, and so we're going, to, we're going to see two years from now, five years from now, what dishonor could play out like. 
you know, we, we could call it divorce and different things like that. But chances are, chances are before we ever get to that level, it started with a desire, a desire. So it could, it could show up, it could show up when, when you have a wrong desire that is ego-driven, pride-driven in any area of your life. Like, I wish I had that. I wish I got that. I wish. And some, sometimes we end up with an out-of-control situation because we didn't initially deal with the desire. The next, the next thing that I would say is I, I think dishonor can happen a lot of times with what I would call dishonorable discussions. Dishonorable discussions. Dishonorable discussions is, is a talk you have, it's your communication, it's dialogue, and the easiest, like the low-hanging fruit would be for me to say, you know, your phones, your passwords, your, you know, who, who are you talking to on the down low, who is like the, the, the secret conversations and messengers and that that that's true that's the easy one but but I want to go even a few steps beyond that and just talk about even sometimes as church people as as individuals who want to follow Jesus how you can begin to have dishonorable discussions dishonorable discussions I've had people that have told me you know in the word dialogue it means a conversation between two or more persons an exchange of opinions or ideas. So, so it's not really something you're going to have by yourself. You need someone else to be part of this. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about the teller and the listener, but you need two people for this to happen. So you both have to be in agreement for this to take place. This dishonorable discussion, I've, I've had people that have told me before, you know, Pastor Micah, we, we have this getaway, we have this getaway where it gives us a chance for several days, you know, and, and I've heard this twice now, where people will tell me in counseling or me, Pastor Micah, we have this getaway where we can just vent and unload about our spouse. It's a chance to talk about what we're frustrated about with our spouse. I think you have to be, I think you and I have to be very careful about justifying dishonorable discussions. You have to be very careful about that. It's this exchanging of opinions by definition. So a lot of times it can just start with what do you think of? What do you think of? What, what, do, you, what do you think of? Um, what do you think of how the church is approaching that? What do you think of the village or the community buying that? What do you, what do you think of them purchasing or building? What, what do you think of our manager or our boss doing? What do you think of... And so sometimes, this, this is how the discussion can start. What do you think of? Now, it's one thing to give an opinion. It's, it's, one, it's one thing to share a thought. But I just want to tell you today that once you head down that road, it can turn very quickly into dishonor. I want to help you today. When, when you and I vent, in my opinion, I think we should vent up. I think we should vent up. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's always wise when people begin to vent down. Here's some of my reasoning behind this, and I'll explain what I mean by it. Dishonor, 
Dishonor can wear a mask of concern and it can even disguise itself as a prayer request. It can be labeled as venting or I'm just getting it off my chest or I'm just calling it how I see it. But in reality, I think the Bible would call it judgment, criticism, dishonor. Here, here, here's something that maybe can help you. Dishonor in my life and in your life, dishonor will look for listening ears. Dishonor will look for listening ears. And sometimes the listening ear, this is, this is my opinion based on 30 years of pastoring, sometimes dishonor the listening ear that they find. When I say I think you should vent up, I think you should call a pastor, call a counselor, call an accountability, call somebody. But a lot of times the people who hear the most are your children. That's venting down. Are you tracking with me? My message today is not on divorce, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of times that kids will be acting out. I have, I have heard things at StorySide before where a five-year-old or a seven-year-old will make a comment, and I am shocked that they're even aware of what's going on, especially the details that sometimes get so dirty, if you know what I'm talking about. These are dishonorable discussions. They're dishonorable discussions. So dishonor in these discussions, dishonor on the listening part, all right? Because these show up all the time. These could show up in a, in a small group or a life group. I read an article a couple years ago that said churches have faced more issues, churches have faced more issues over the years birthed out of small groups than any other area. Because people don't know how to have boundaries and parameters in those settings. Get your coffee, get your piece of pie, let's discuss the message from the weekend, or let's talk about what God's doing in your life, or what's something we can pray about you, but all too often it gets off the rails, and it becomes a place where people can say all kinds of things they probably shouldn't be talking about. That's a dishonorable discussion. I think these getaways, trashing your husband, I'm not, I'm not saying a legit prayer request to pray for my wife, pray for my son. I'm talking about when it crosses the line and it becomes dishonorable. I think sometimes when you're the listener, you justify it by saying, I'm a good listener, or people just come to me. Or I always seem, Pastor Mike, I always seem to attract the upset or the irritated or the aggravated. I want to press pause on this supposed gifting that you think you have. Dishonor loves to find good listeners. I've said it before, but, but don't, don't, tell me, don't tell me what they said. People say, Pastor Micah, did you hear what they said? Pastor Micah, do you know what he... Don't tell me what they said. Tell me why they felt so comfortable to say it to you. Did they know you wouldn't say anything? Did they know you wouldn't stand up? You see, if you were to trace back, if you were to trace back, I've been around this quite a while now, if you were to trace back splits and separation, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's in company circumstances and people divided on jobs, if you were to trace back splits in church, I would venture to say that many of them, 
could be traced back to a root. So we, we, see, we see the Sunday split. The Sunday split. But somewhere long before there was a Sunday split, there was a corner conversation. We're, we're going to see the divorce, husband and wife. But somewhere, I don't know if it was a text, I don't know if it was messenger, I don't know if it was a roll of the eye, I don't know if it was a word of affirmation, but somewhere before this ever happened, that was taking place. I want to help someone today. These are dishonorable discussions that if you go back and you say, I, I'm now taking church lightly, why are you taking it lightly? God hasn't changed. Why are you taking it lightly? I think you could track it back to a discussion. Someone was arguing on social media. Someone said the preacher takes all the money. Someone, something had to happen. There had to be something that fueled the fire of you now taking the call of God and the purpose of God on your life too lightly. What if, question as we come to a close, what if the root or seed would have been stopped. Now let me talk to the listeners. I, I think the talkers, some, some of you that, that you just talk dishonor and you view it as like it's 2020, we say what we want, when we want, no filter. Dishonorable talking is wrong. Dishonorable telling is wrong. I'll tell you something if you'll pray about it, I'll tell you something if you promise not to tell it, and then 20 people know. Dishonorable telling isn't good. If you need to talk to someone, talk to a pastor, talk to a counselor, talk to someone, you don't need to tell it on Facebook. Telling is not good. But neither is listening. Now, now if you are legitimately praying about it, like for me, if I have an issue, I, I would 100% call a Patsy Hirschner. There's different people I would call. Will you, pr will you pray for me? tell the camps different people on our per team and stuff I'm not talking about that i'm talking about when the mask shows up and it, and it's you you want to tell and then the person listening in my opinion is a big part of the equation too i'm just asking you today what if in the corner conversation what if in the corner conversation before the big ever blew up are you with me before the big ever blew up, what if in the corner conversation, you said, oh, you have a problem with Junior? I think we should go talk to Junior. What if in the corner conversation, and it doesn't matter if it's your church, on your job, in your family, you know what? Let's get together and bring it to the light. And so now this little leaven that's going to leaven the whole lump, and it's out of control simply because listeners didn't speak up. I want to remind you today, silence is not support. I'm a good listener. You need to be a good talker. Speak up and say, this isn't right. We shouldn't be saying this. We need to see if God can heal it and help it. But I'm not going to get in my car. I'm not going to drive away and say I'm a good listener. Dishonor likes to discuss with people who won't really tell them the truth. The reason you're not telling certain people is because you don't always want to hear the truth. And it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's you. 
When dishonor begins to fester in our lives, dishonor doesn't always want to talk to people who's going to tell us the truth. We want to talk to someone who's going to say, I understand, honey. I would divorce her too. I would leave her too. I would walk away too. If it was me, I wouldn't tithe. I wouldn't give. I wouldn't worship. I would walk away. I'd give them a piece of my mind too. I'd tell them off too. I would dishonor wants to have that pat on the back moment. Sometimes what dishonor needs is for someone to say, it's not right. You need to repent. You need to forgive. You need to turn the page. You need to let it go. Sometimes we need that kind of a conversation, but dishonor doesn't want to have that discussion. The next thing, and we'll close with these last couple, but but if I was to say, tell me your favorite kind of music, Angel and I don't even have the same style or preference of music, but, but on the count of three, just tell me your favorite kind of music. One, two, three. On the count of three, tell me your favorite kind of food. One, two, three. Count of three, tell me your favorite color. One, two, three. I think I heard Rue. Um, this is what I would call dishonorable differences. Dishonorable differences. Many of you couldn't even get your own row to agree. Just one row. Couldn't agree on music, couldn't agree on a color. We have personalities, we have preferences. Differences can cause disagreements. Differences can cause disagreements. I'm Ford, I'm Chevy, I'm Dodge, I'm... Okay, okay. Differences cause, differences cause disagreements, and that's normal. It's normal to have differences. It's normal to not all, always agree on things. But I want to help you today as we get ready to pray. Disagreeing with someone does not give you a free pass to dishonor them. In 2020, this is running rampant. Because social media, what can you think of the school systems? What do you think of the teachers? What do you think of this authority? What do you think of these leaders? What do you think of what do you... And all these people are saying stuff. And no different than you just said. Mexican, Italian, all, what, all, all the stuff you were saying. No different than, than your differences. Just because you differ on stuff, that does not give you a free pass before God to dishonor those people. Dishonor is dangerous and damaging. You say, Pastor Micah, why is it so damaging? Because we have dishonorable dumping. Everyone say dumping. What I mean by that is dishonor will start dumping stuff on people. Dishonor needs you to know the dirt. It loves damaging details. It delights in exposing. It doesn't like to lose. Doesn't care how low it goes. Gets on social media, and it's not about solving. Come on, story side. Hear the Holy Spirit say, it's not about solving things. It's about spreading. Dishonor loves to be loud, Dishonor will drag in other people. 
and it's just going to dump. It's not just kids. It's just, it's, dishonor is going to dump everywhere. The next thing is that dishonorable will give bad direction, dishonorable directions. So when someone is hurt, they're going to give wounded wisdom. Direction from someone in a place of dishonor is one of the most dangerous things you'll ever get. If someone is in a place of dishonor and they give you direction, if it was me, I would quit. If it was me, I would walk away. If it was me, when you get direction from someone who is in a place of dishonor, it's one of the most dangerous things you'll ever do in your life. Next, we have dishonorable division. Dishonorable division. Dishonor is always going to seek to divide. So you say, Pastor Micah, what is some things that I can work on in my life? Just a few quick tips that I've preached to myself and now I want to share them with you. Don't encourage dishonor. These are just some practical steps. Don't encourage dishonor. Don't you be the one that says, you get them, girl. You know, like, I'll hold their arms back and you swing. Don't, don't encourage dishonor. Don't excuse dishonor. Well, that's just him. That's just Billy. That's just Ann. Now don't excuse dishonor. Don't defend. Don't defend dishonor. It's very easy in 2020 to think that, that you can defend dishonor. I'm asking you not to. And sometimes, sometimes this is a big one, sometimes you need to disconnect from dishonor. You need to disconnect from dishonor. I'm not a big unfriend social media. You already know. I think social media is an unbelievable tool. It accomplishes so much. But I'll, I also think social media can fuel so many things that are not spiritually healthy. I'm not a big unfriend kind of a guy. But I have unfriended a few people recently. And, and I don't know that I've ever really done it before. But... You know, I, there are times that even you can secretly do, you know, unfollows and get them out of your feed. And there's a few people lately I've just unfollowed. Just, just from the angle of it, it is so extreme and so negative and so degrading and demeaning. This is not just Pastor Micah. This is Micah, Angel, and four kids. I don't want that on me. I don't want that in my house. That's not the life I'm trying to live. Sometimes you need to disconnect from dishonor. When you leave a conversation and you always feel dirty, you leave a conversation and you always feel down. I read the scripture to you at the start. It's always going to try to drag you down. But God's trying to lift you up. God's trying to put your mind, your life to heavenly places. Maybe there's some of you today that you need to disconnect from dishonor. James 3.13 says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, Everyone say, prove it. Prove it how? By having a good bumper sticker? What's it say? Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Romans 12.10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in. Yeah, but they said black and they said red and they said blue and they said green and my favorite color is... I know story side. I don't expect hundreds and hundreds of people to agree on everything. But I'm asking you to take delight in honoring each other. 
that that 18-year-old that is like hat on backwards and you're like, oh God. The same as that older person, which I'm probably working my way into that category. If I would have shouted out my music, I still listen to the Gaithers. I still listen to quartets. I still, if you looked at my phone, I've got Jason Crabb four or five albums and I don't expect everyone to like my styles of music. But I'm asking you, whether you're young or whether you're old, don't dishonor each other. Galatians 5.16, I advise you to obey the Holy Spirit's instructions. He will tell you where to go and what to do. And then you won't always be doing the wrong things. Because how many knows we do the wrong things sometimes? We're like, wow, I need a do-over in that area. Your evil nature wants you to do those things. So how, how do we get better at avoiding the dishonorable life and embracing the honorable life? I think right here we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Help me to know when I should say, when I shouldn't say, when I should stop, when I should speak up. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to just be religious. I want to just, they say the average person goes to church 17 times a year. I don't want to just go to church like it's something like a grocery list. I want seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. And so I want to ask you today, is it well with your soul? Are you saved? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Are you seeking to live a life that isn't just governed by the world's standards? Oswald Chambers said, we actually slander and dishonor God by our very eagerness to serve Him without, without knowing Him. So here's what I would like you to do in closing. It's a little bit different ending today. But I would love if you're close to a friend or a family member, you, you can use wisdom here. It's, it's not like you, you have to get overly close here. But in the room and online, if you could converse with someone right now, I would like us to have an altar moment, a prayer moment, a ministry moment in closing. And I would like it to center around this question, how can I honor God? How can I honor God? So for some, when I'm talking about those things at the start, maybe, maybe you would say, I want to honor God with my worship. With my worship. You know, the Bible talks a lot about honoring God with our praise, with our worship, with our thankfulness. I looked over today, is, it, is this, uh, that's you, right, Jeremy? Um, I'm always confusing you. I, Isaiah, right? So I looked over today, Isaiah, and here you are, strong, cozing worker, played sports, all these different things. I looked over today, and I absolutely loved it. I just I looked over, and just here was your hands just worshiping. Loved it. Because so many people would think that's silly. Young man in church, front row, hands raised, worshiping like, I thought it was awesome. Maybe, maybe there's other people in the room today that that's your honor when you say, how can I honor God? Maybe you would say, you know, I wish I could get past worrying about what everyone else thinks. <clears throat> Mike, I, I, would, I would like to worship more. Some, sometimes the tear comes down. I'm like, oh, I, can't, I can't cry. I'm not, 
Or Mike, if I raise my hands, what's someone going to say? What are they going to think? But today you want to get past that and you, you just want to say, you know, I, I, want, I want to honor God with my worship. Maybe someone else it is you're giving. When I read that verse of scripture about honoring God with your first fruits, maybe that's it for you. You haven't been, you haven't been. And you're always like, well, someday, maybe if I win the lottery, but today, you could seriously say, I, I, I want to honor God with my giving. Maybe for others, you don't want to take your marriage lightly, your family lightly. And, and when I even read that, you're thinking, that's me. You know, I've been married 10 years, 25 years, 50 years. God help me. God help me to not take the blessings that you've given me lightly. Maybe that's what it is. You want to honor God in your family. Maybe it's honoring your church, church family. I, I, don't, I don't know where it is that God would speak to you right now when it says, how could I honor God? Is it on your social media? Is it in those discussions? But on your job? God is like, I put you there on assignment. I put you there to be salt and light. I placed you there. And, and the Holy Spirit right now is challenging you like you can't be one of them. I didn't send you there just to be one of them. Maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, will you please realize that I need you to live a life of honor there? So here's what I would like you to do as I get ready to pray. I would love for you to turn to the person beside you because it's a lot. Whether you're in the room or in line, none of us like to, you know, when they talk about the steps to a turnaround, a lot of times that first step or two is called denial. We always want to deny it, right? Like this message is for someone else. I really hope my dad's listening or my wife. Or... But what if today we just ask ourselves the question, what is it in my life I need to disconnect from? How can I honor God? What is a place, you know, the Bible talks about the power of confession. Not just think it, say it, say it, say it. I want to be more honorable in my mind. I want to be more honorable in my motions. I, I don't want to look at, I don't want to go to, I don't want to say, I don't know what it is, but, but if you would have the courage right now to say it to someone. So if you're close to a family member or friend, I would love for you to take a moment right now and let's have an altar moment, a ministry moment right now, just person to person where you would say, this is an area of my life that I would like to honor God. Will you do that right now? Just something comes to mind. You're like, oh, Pastor Micah, this is a tough one. I know if honor was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? If something comes to mind, I would like you to say it. What is it in your life you don't want to take lightly? Something in your life you don't want to take lightly.
I want to pray over you today. Some of the steps, some of the steps you could take. So we have confession. One of the greatest things you could do is share with someone that can help hold you accountable. To say, hey, you said you wanted to live a life of honor on social media. You should delete that post. I know it's tough, but if we want to raise our hearts and minds to say, I want to live a life of honor, maybe it's adding someone into our world who could say, hey, I'm praying that you can honor your family. I'm praying that you can grow in honoring God, whatever it is. But sometimes if you get a cheerleader in your corner, I'm not talking about the corner conversation that wants to drag you down. Someone legit who will build you up and say, I believe God has something amazing for you in your future. Sometimes that encouraging voice, that encouraging person can really help make that happen. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Fill you with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're not, not only are they the children of God, they're not going to fulfill or walk in the lust of the flesh. And so I pray today over every person that's saying, God, help me in this area of my life to live a life of honor. I'm asking the Holy Spirit would step alongside them. I'm asking the Holy Spirit would fill them, that the Holy Spirit would convict when needed, that the Holy Spirit will encourage them to walk out this confession, walk out this admission, whether it's sin, whether it's just a struggle. I pray today that you would help every single person in this room and online and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Storyside, can we stand all over the room today? Can we sing it out to him in closing? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Make it personal. Come flood this place. Not just the room. Fill me. Fill my life. Fill my temple. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome. Will you make it your prayer today? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place. Fill me, God. Fill me, God. Your glory. What our hearts long for. Let's sing it again. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Fill my life, God. And fill the atmosphere. Your glory. God is what our hearts